Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel one by one. We will be discussing details from previous episodes, but there will be no spoilers for future episodes. Switching bodies with my arch enemy and love of my life, I'm Jason. And so in love with Laura Dern that my husband questions my sexuality, I'm Harrison. Jason, what episode are we watching this week? Why, Harrison, we are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 4, Episode 16, Who Are You? I'm this Harrison. Is... <laughs> this is the one where Buffy and Faith, Freaky Friday, as evidenced by the cliffhanger at the end of last week, um, and Faith learns quite a few lessons by living a day in Buffy's shoes uh, Buffy doesn't learn that much, except that the Watchers suck, but she knew that. They um, are very <laughs> high-heeled shoes, <laughs> which she should definitely take off before going under Riley's bed. Oh, God. And um, uh, also, this is the one where Tara and Willow have magic sex. Yep. Who Are You was written and directed by the show's creator and originally aired on February 29th. Leap Day 2000. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Nice. So, Harrison. Uh, well, no, you're Harrison again because we, oh, found, we found our uh, magic power ring, oh, our good. Green Lantern power ring that swapped us back. Oh, you good. looked like you were struggling with the bit. I, I was struggling <laughs> with the bit. I was. Um, um, Jason, tell our listeners what we're drinking this week as you were the one who uh, provided it. Well, Harrison, um, I have made reference to this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the podcast, but now I finally have it. It came in this, uh, we were recording this on a Friday. It came in the Monday before. And uh, we are drinking Brothers Bond bourbon. This is the bourbon that was created during the pandemic by Ian Somerhandler and Paul Wesley, uh, who played respectively Damon and Stefan Salvatore on the Vampire Diaries, show that I really enjoy. And Honestly, if you really dig Buffy and Angel, you should give that a give that a watch too. Yes. Um, but uh, throughout the series, uh, the characters that Ian and Paul played uh, among they were obviously brothers, but they also uh, drank bourbon together, and so they kind of wanted to celebrate their love of brotherhood and their love of bourbon by making their own bourbon. And uh, yeah, this is actually going really hot right now. Um, I pre-ordered this months ago, yeah. and uh, yeah, like, it, I was able to get two bottles, and um, like the pre-orders only last about an hour before they all sold out. That's awesome. So um, they, I think they had another pre-order, and now they're doing online orders, but they're like so super backed up, and uh, they're in stores, but only in stores in Washington, uh, Michigan, California, and Oregon, I think, and I may have gotten those wrong. So, but yeah, no, no stores close to here. So this is a, uh, this is a special bourbon that's at this point really hard to find. That's but, awesome. um, yeah, I was, I've already had a little taste of this with my, uh, with my blood brother 
And now I get to have a taste of it with my podcasting brother. Oh. Well, on that note, I'm going to propose a toast. Here's to the ladies who love... No. Uh, <laughs> uh, two brothers. Brothers. Uh, we both have brothers. Um, and we are brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, it's it's smooth. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm. Uh, well, much like Faith hopped right into Buffy's body, why don't we hop right into this episode? I'm down. Um, I mean, this is a great episode. It truly is. Yeah. And one thing I want to give right from the start, I will I will um, credit Eliza Dushku's performance. Mm-hmm. She does a pretty good job. But Sarah Michelle Gellar mm-hmm. just takes the role of Faith and runs with it. Yeah. Like... Eliza's really not asked to do much. Yes. Which is kind of a bummer that this episode is about Faith, but but Eliza Dushku doesn't actually get to do that much, but you're right. I and mean, for and for those eagle-eyed viewers out there, um, if you paid attention to the uh, post-opening credits, um, when it does say that it is guest-starring and Eliza Dushku, it does not say as Faith, it says as Buffy. Yeah, nice little touch there. Um, I, I would, it would have been cool if maybe they could have done something similar for the opening credits, but I also understand that that's a money thing that they, yeah. they can't just be doing that all the time. Um, and, uh, there's an episode coming up where they fuck with the opening credits a bit. So I, <laughs> yeah. I think they had one, they were like, we can do this once this season. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we open basically immediately after the end of the the previous episode with uh buffy in faith's body that's gonna that's gonna be difficult we're gonna take a page out of the buffy wikis book Mm -hmm. and we are referring to the person who is inside the body body. yes (laughs) so when we refer to faith inside of buffy's body we are talk we are going to say faith we're referring to buffy inside of faith's body we are talking about buffy and it's amazing that we've said so many times, Buffy inside of Faith and Faith inside of Buffy. And that's not my gay agenda for this week. Oh, because no. something even gayer happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the police take Buffy into custody uh, while Joyce and Faith uh, talk. And it's very interesting. I kind of alluded to this last week. How much, like, once the danger has passed... um. Joyce goes from super snarky badass to um, very concerned about Faith and very empathetic to Faith. Um, Well, I mean, as I mentioned before, I mean, just a year ago, they were like, she was asking Buffy to ask Faith over for Christmas. I think it's very, I think it's really important that Faith gets to hear, um, what Joyce says about her at the beginning of this episode. I mean, obviously... And also, that's just Joyce being a mom, too. Oh, yeah, because Joyce is a fucking great mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Most of the time. Most of the time. She's, you know... We all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Buffy... Or Faith actually gets to hear Joyce say, like, I think she's terribly unhappy. Even while Faith is goading her into saying, like, talking shit, 
Joyce is playing Joyce is an empathetic person, and and while I appreciated her barbs towards Faith last episode uh, when her life was in danger, I was like I was really glad to hear her also show her empathetic side, and and of course this whole episode is Faith experiencing the world the way that Buffy does, um, and so yeah, just, I, I I really like it, and I think it. It's a very. It's obviously the beginning of opening up Faith's eyes. She's expecting shit talk, and she gets empathy. And so, um, yeah. I'm I'm going to. Uh, I was going to save this for later, but uh, a okay. lot of this, um, a lot of this episode remind me when I first watched this episode. What I'm about to talk about hadn't happened yet, so I wasn't able to make that comparison. Mm. But now, um, I think back to. Uh, this story in uh, the Amazing Spider-Man comic. Mm-hmm. Um, it is written by Dan Slott. Had, Dan Slott had this incredible long run on the Amazing Spider-Man, which is like, you know, the main Spider-Man comic book. And uh, I believe when it reached issue 700, he had, a, he had been building up for a while that Dr. Octopus was, um, was dying. Uh, basically all of the, uh, all of the injuries he had received from both Spider-Man and other superheroes were kind of like basically causing a skull to cave in. So he was very much getting close to, uh, to death. He did find a way to, um, save himself by switching into going, put, able to transfer his mind into Peter Parker's body. And... While many people thought that, like, oh, this is your standard body swap, it wasn't because in this way, Peter Parker actually died for a while. Hmm. And but his his personality and his history was kind of absorbed by Dr. Octopus. So it wasn't like he was it wasn't like Otto Octavius was a bad guy anymore. He realized he was he experienced everything that peter parker had experienced from all the way back from the death of uncle ben Hmm. up until now and so this actually the amazing spider-man comic ended there and then there was about a 30 or 40 issue comic that was that became the main spider-man comic called superior spider-man because at the very end of that story Otto Octavius inside of Peter's body had like become somebody new. And he said, I see what you're doing, but I can do it better. So I'm going to be a superior Spider-Man. And I was, and the way that faith, like, you know, initially is kind of like, Oh, I'm the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but then throughout the episode slowly develops like her own morality. Yeah. Uh, that, um, that kind of like struck a chord with me. Like, Oh, this reminds me of this. That, um, that just made me think of that, um, Star Trek Voyager episode where Tuvok and Neelix. Ah, Tuvix. Tuvix. Um, also it, uh, <laughs> also made me think of, and not on nearly as much of a, an interesting thematical journey, but the, epi- I recently watched the episode of Smallville where, um, uh, that primes you to think that it's a Chloe and Lois body swap, but it's not. It's just uh, Chloe just becomes Lois after making a wish. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And while I was disappointed that it wasn't a full body swap, I, I did like that episode quite a bit. Um, and this discussion of like people talking about him behind her faith behind her back also made me think of that community episode where Pierce, it's the first documentary one where Pierce is in the hospital and he's bequeathing everyone. Yeah. And what he bequeaths to Shirley is, uh, of, um, an audio recording of the gang talking about her behind her back. And then when Britta finally forces her to play it after Shirley's really passive aggressive for the whole episode, it's just them all refusing to talk shit about Shirley, even though Pierce is trying to instigate it. Yeah. Um, so those are just that's so, just like yeah. the wave of pop culture that just we went are, through my body. Yeah, we are we are big fans <laughs> of body swapping in science fiction, fantasy, superheroes, all that jazz. Oh yeah. And obviously, for those of you who are worried about Peter Parker, a fictional character, <laughs> um, the eventually like he Peter Parker what did like regain control of his body. So I'm proud of him. Yeah. Um, how how recently was that story arc? Oh, okay. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, like, uh, it, so it's been a while since I've, like, followed comics regularly, and uh, this was, um, this had to have been at least five or six years ago. Cool. Um, so, um, yeah, they have this discussion about Faith. Uh, Faith makes some, uh, um, some off-color jokes about what might happen to Buffy in prison and I, I it was kind of funny because Joyce immediately is like oh my god Buffy that part of me was like wouldn't it be hilarious if Joyce was like Buffy would never say something like that your faith <laughs> <laughs> um I'd actually be really into that uh like a bot like someone doing a body swap episode on some show and in like having someone immediately be like nope this is... I think I've, I think I've seen that happen once, and I remember thinking that was an incredibly great badass moment. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head mm. though. Um, so Buffy just or Faith decides to go take a bath. Um, oh boy! Probably one of the more iconic scenes of this episode. Um, after she takes her her bath and um, enjoys Buffy's body. Um, we get this great Which, scene. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, if I swap bodies with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I'd probably do the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, it's another great body swap, uh, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar body swap, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those movies. Um, so, we get the scene where Buffy, god damn it, this is, Faith. I'm going to get there. By the end of the episode, <laughs> Faith is... You already have um, a problem with characters, so... Right? Oh, gonna, my this God. Even this worse. is even <laughs> worse. This is uh, hell. <laughs> this is hell. Faith is uh, post-bath. She's looking in the mirror, and uh, she's practicing being Buffy. This is so This is so cool. Um, I love that we have these camera shots, because it is not a kind of shot... This is not a typical shot that you'd see on it's, Buffy. It's very... Um, not just the shot... But the editing, because the editing's really frantic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's very different from our normal visual language of the show. And typically when the show's creator is involved uh, with the directing, then that means that there's going to be... It's either something that's ridiculously huge to the storyline, mm -hmm. or it is a high-concept episode, or both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I'd say this episode is both. 
Mm-hmm. It's not... It's obviously not super massively important to the main season arc. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, the main season arc does... Uh... Intrude. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh my god, I literally... We'll get there, but I literally was just like... Like, the wind deflated out of me. I was like on such a high, and then Adam showed up, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, but, um, but it is important, because Faith is an important character. Yes. Um, and this is a massive episode for her, her development. Um, but she, um, she talks about, uh, she, you know, she's practicing being Buffy and there's, there's the two things that's, um, I think really interesting. The one is, um, obviously her, you can't do that. It's wrong. It's naughty. (laughs) Um, uh, which is an important thread throughout the episode. But then there's the very last thing she says is, I'm going to kill you. Which I think is very interesting that that's where, that, that's what she thinks of Buffy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill you. Well, I mean, just remember the last episode mm-hmm. uh, when she was having her dreams with uh, Mayor McCheese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, who comes up to all serial killer style? Buffy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we, we see, and we continue to see throughout this episode, that Faith has a very skewed perception of Buffy, which is not not surprising considering their history. Um, she, uh, uh, it's also important that uh, in Buffy's body, uh, Faith crimps Buffy's hair, which is the universal signal that uh, this is Buffy's not quite right. Also, she uh, wears leather pants. She wears leather pants, uh, which is kind of a signature of. Angel, whenever he is angelus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. If you see somebody wearing leather pants, be careful about their motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they're sexy. Oh, God. Um, like, he... I mean, I, I'm sorry. For, I'm probably going to objectify Sarah Michelle Gellar quite a bit <laughs> in this episode, but God damn. She's hot. <laughs> She's she hot. hot. <laughs> like, um, respectfully, she is hot. Um, Faith uses... Uh, I, I couldn't tell if... I, I'm going to assume it's Joyce's credit card. Um, but she uses a credit card that does not belong to her uh, to purchase a plane ticket because she's going to get the fuck out of town. Um, and she uh, she also grabs um, some lipstick. The... What was it? Harlot? I think so, yeah. Um, which Joyce is like, hmm, that's the one Faith picked. And... Faith completely overreacts and is like, "Burn it!" <laughs> I um, yeah, I I especially love the uh, the part where um, Joyce hugs Buffy, mm. and by Buffy I mean Faith. Yeah, uh, see, I gotta get used to this too. It's hard. She hugs Faith, <laughs> and uh, Faith just has this like expression on her face, like, "What? What? Ew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what? No!" <laughs> um, aren't you glad that this is the episode? This is a Buffy episode, so I have to do the summary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Joyce, Joyce tells her that, uh, Giles called, um, and they're gonna, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna go, she's gonna go over there. Um, I mean, I feel like we're just gonna praise SMG a lot this episode, but, like, her body language, the way she, like, when she gets off of Joyce's bed, she, like, 
swings her legs around really dramatically. Oh yeah, she is, doesn't. She has got her legs splayed <laughs> everywhere. Oh my god. Um, like when they're in the bronze, and like she's sitting down. Oh yeah, she's man spreading so yeah. hard. <laughs> um, so Bobby's on her way over to Giles's house, but before we get to Giles's. Why don't we just go talk about the most adorable thing that's ever happened on television <laughs> in Tara's dark, twinkly light dorm room? <laughs> um, they're discussing the faith situation, um, and Tara actually brings up what we've been talking about for a couple weeks now. That um, Willow, she knows so much about all of Willow's friends. Um, and they have no idea that she even exists. And Willow explains, and I do think that, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll say, I'm, I'm, I'm standing by my, uh, what I said a couple weeks ago about the terror of being queer and opening up that side of your life. But Willow also explains that the other side of it is that the Scooby thing takes up so much of her life, and they have this, it's, it's a whole thing for all of them. And she really likes having some some having a person who's just hers. That it's not part of this other thing. And that's that's totally understandable because mm-hmm. I mean, look at the other members of the Scooby Gang. Like Buffy obviously has Riley, Xander has Anya, and so they have their own stuff that uh, everybody except Anya kind of keeps to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, I can totally get the, uh, reluctance to Mm -hmm. kind of share that. Like, I mean, and it's different. I've been in relationships, uh, some that I've like immediately just kind of like, Hey guys, look, I'm in a relationship and I want you all to meet her and everything. And then, but then there have been times that I'm like, Oh, Hey, like we can just kind of like be cool and stuff. And I don't like trumpeted out to the world that I miss somebody. <laughs> Granted, it's been so long since I've been in a relationship that the next time that does happen, I probably will just be like, guys, look! I'll pull a Tom Cruise and just, like, jump on a fucking couch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice reference. Um, I also, I it's not spoken, and it really doesn't come up, but I also, I bet there's, all, there, I, I bet, there's definitely also probably a bit of unspoken trauma over Oz who was an integral member of the Scoobies. And Which his, Faith does bring up later. Mm-hmm, yeah. And his his departure was is directly related to what they do as mm-hmm. a group. So, um, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, Willow's feelings are complex, and she's coming at this from several different angles. Um, Not to mention the fact that she's also uh, beginning, like, her... Uh, her orientation is transitioning from what she thought it was mm-hmm. to uh, something different. She's realizing, oh, hey, yeah. I believe I am attracted to this uh, woman. And, oh, hey, I am attracted to a woman. Yeah, That's kind of crazy. A lot going on in Willow's life right now. Um, and then, oh, gosh. So Willow has, Willow's going to go to, she's about to leave. And Tara says to her, I am, you know. And Willow says, what? And Tara says, yours. And they smile. And that's my gay agenda this week. 
Yeah. It's not it's it's not the magic lesbian sex that happens later, although but it's it's just such a sweet, beautiful, pure um um utterance of affection and love. That's not the most clean way I could have said that there were I think you did, but I think you did all right. It's just a really lovely moment. And I think um when people talk about Buffy being one of the uh, first shows to really successfully show a depict a lesbian relationship, mm-hmm. I think this is obviously one of the scenes that people have in mind. Oh yeah, this scene is beloved. Um, and as, as well, it should be, it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful, beautiful scene. Um, so the police have, um, sedated Buffy. They are taking her to do police things. Um, at which point they, um, uh, an armored truck pulls in front of them. Now, we did have, like, a brief scene where she's in a hospital bed. Oh, yeah. And Buffy does, like, wake up and realize that, uh, oh. And I, I love that the first thing that she's worried about is not that not that Faith mm-hmm. is in her body, it's but that, that Faith with is with George. her mom. Yeah. I and, love that's uh, a good, yeah. that's a really good detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, basically the Watcher's Council uh, abducts Buffy um, in the least... Uh, uh, or I guess the most conspicuous way possible. <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, listen, I'm not, I, if I were going to bitch about the Watcher's Council and what they do, we'd be here all day. And we've already done that <laughs> several times in season three. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and these are the guys that visited Giles at the very end of, of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they capture Buffy, they put her in the back of their armored truck, um, and that's when Faith goes to Giles's apartment, and she walks in, and she's like, "The gang's all here, Giles and Xander and Willow." And then she sees Anya and goes, "And everybody." Yep. Because uh, remember, <laughs> Anya was kind of just making her way into the group uh, at the end of season three when mm-hmm. she asked Xander to the prom, and. Uh, Obviously, at that time, there had been a bit of a falling out. So, so yeah, so Faith was not, <coughs> excuse me, Faith was not in the Wish um, at all. Um, and by Doppelgangland, which is Anya's second appearance, um, Faith had, the episode before was when Faith defected to the mayor. Yep. Um, so, yeah, yeah, she obviously never would have met Anya. Um, and uh, she covers reasonably well um but they faith fills them in that like yeah I, I kicked her ass she's in jail now it's kind of like poetic justice <laughs> and they're like what do you mean and she's like well she did all this crimes so and now she's going to jail and then she's like so i guess that's just regular justice <laughs> also there is a very freaky scene mm-hmm. where um and we get a nice little fake out uh where um willow is uh basically talking, talking shit about yeah faith. she's talking shit about faith you know what she does on the reggie it's really funny how we like we talked about joyce was like really gonna really empathetic but willow no she's still like 
Yeah. Fire. And um and then it looks like there's this moment where uh Faith says, Oh, I know exactly what Faith would say to that and then guts Willow. Yeah. But again, that is just something that is being thought by yep. Faith and not doesn't actually happen, but oh man, what a what a way to like it, I, I feel like at this moment you've been kind of drawn in by the humor of the episode Mm -hmm. by smg's performance so far um that uh you kind of forget just how serious this is so there's a nice little like reality uh reality check it's really good um and it's also it's also really really nice that willow notices like she doesn't know what but there's a shot of willow looking at buffy like something's off i don't know what it is but like um, that's when Giles, uh, tells her that, uh, tells the group that the Watcher's Council has intercepted Faith, um, captured her and are taking her to England, which, or Buffy, I should say, um, but Faith from their perspective, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and Faith is like, awesome, that's even better than what I hoped for, um, and... <laughs> This happens in the background while uh, Faith and Willow are talking, but you just hear Anya say, great, that's definitely news that couldn't have been portrayed yeah, so, over the telephone. Yeah, she said, so you basically just gathered us here to tell us that everything's okay. He's like, well, yes. And she's like, yeah, that's not something you could tell over the telephone. <laughs> and we find out that um, that they actually had a uh, romantic evening planned, uh, Xander and Anya did. Uh, Anya says that they were going to light some candles and then have sex near them. <laughs> and to which Faith replies, and she'd know, um, I wouldn't want to intrude on that seven minutes. <laughs> um, to which Anya goes, hey, and Xander quite rightly, goes, I believe that's my hay. <laughs> but I mean, way to stand by your man, Anya. Oh, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> he's you know, gotten better. Yeah, he's... Pre- well, with Anya as his teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Especially because, like, Anya is very... She's, she's a thousand years old. And she's, she's al- also... she's super horny. Yeah. Like, all the time. <laughs> Xander's probably exhausted from <laughs> throughout, the, throughout this time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't make so many stupid jokes anymore. He's, he's just, just too tired. tired. <laughs> He's drained. Oh my god. Ew. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Um, oh, we also get a, there's a, we get a nice shout out to Wesley because when Giles explains that the Watchers are dealing with her, Faith is like, yeah, it worked so great when Wesley tried it. And Giles explains that these are like the Watchers, like special forces who, you know, they come out for the big jobs, you know, abductions, wet works, which Willow's like, what's wet works? Xander goes, I think it's like scuba diving. And Anya goes, I thought it was murder. <laughs> Do you remember horrible bosses? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> Are you telling me that I came all the way out here and nobody's going to get pissed on? <laughs> okay. So, weird moment of synergy, maybe, unless I'm wrong. I made a comment while we were watching the episode that one of the Watchers guys looked like the dude from The Nanny. Yeah. It's not the dude from The Nanny who plays the Wetworks guy in Horrible no, Bosses, is it? No, that is Ewan Gufford. Oh! Yeah, another he, British man. Yeah, who is... he played Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four movies that and... also starred Jessica Alba and uh, 
and um, Chris Chiklis. Evans and Michael and, Chiklis. Uh, he was also in the uh, sadly short-lived uh, but wonderfully bonkers Sarah Michelle Gellar show Ringer, <laughs> which deserved a second season. Justice for Ringer. That show was off the walls bananas, and I fucking loved every second of it. Really, even that uh, shitty green screen on the speedboat. Oh, that that mm, awful green <laughs> screen, awful. But that just that just like that was just part of the experience of like watching you Ringer. use the you use the signal for Chef's kiss, but honestly, oh, you probably should use like Chef's fart or something like <laughs> it that. It was terrible green screen. Um, that that the creator of that show wrote a film called The Perfection, starring um, Allison Williams. That is which one? Oh, I meant, excuse me, I'm, I'm confusing Allison with Michelle Williams. Oh, no, yeah. My bad. Allison Williams. Um, it is a crazy movie that everyone should watch, but do not look up anything about it. Yeah. Because it's... Going, going raw. It is truly a... Watch this movie completely blind because it is... I mean, it's fucking awesome. But it is also insane. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Um... They, uh, uh, they, yeah, so they, um, they, they leave Giles' place because well, uh, they're gonna go have sex. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Buffy does, excuse me, Faith, Faith. does say, yeah, uh, ooh, she take a drink every time. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, no Faith, uh, does say, well, that's it. We're all done. And, uh, that's when everybody has to remind her of Adam. She's like, yeah, sure. Adam. You know what? I'm going to go patrol. You guys have a good time. Smash cut to Faith at the Bronze. Hell yeah. We're back at the Bronze. I haven't been there for a while. We've been at the Bronze in a while. Um, It's funny because John watched the episode with us and he was like, what is this place? And we were like, <laughs> no one knows. It's, uh, we know what it is. It's the third best club in Sunnydale. Um, it's a convenient set. <laughs> um, but Faith is dancing on everyone. Oh my um, god! Very, very bumping and grinding. Um, very reminiscent of the Bad scene girls. from. Well, I was, I was going to do a bit of a deeper cut. Very reminiscent of the scene from X Men Evolution with Kitty and Rogue dancing. I think it's Kitty and Rogue dancing together. That is a direct reference to. The Bad Girls episode. Okay, um, it's, it's no, that is a deep cut. It is literally the 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 animation of it is 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 replicating the dance that Buffy and Faith do in Bad okay. Girls. It's it's real nice. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty. Sh- I think it's Rogue and Kitty. That's I can't remember for sure. Um, that makes sense though, because it's two of like the younger mm-hmm. female X Men, uh, X women, X people. Um, Good bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's when she runs into Spike, and if you may, if if I may, go for it. I'm gonna do a dramatic reading. Are you gonna use Spike's accent? I'm. Oh no, I'm gonna do uh, Faith's part. So okay. No. Um, so basically, they have an like they have an awkward interaction because Faith never met Spike, um, but he she realizes that he knows her. Um, but, uh, eventually she figures it out. And he says, you know why I really hate you, Summers? And to which Faith immediately goes, because I'm a stuck-up tight-ass with no sense of fun. <laughs> and Spike's like, uh, yes. 
And then Faith says, because I could do anything I want. And instead, I choose to pout and whine and feel the burden of slayerness. I mean, I could be rich. I could be famous. I could have anything. Anyone. Even you, Spike. I could ride you at a gallop until your legs buckled and your eyelids roll, or your, and your eyes rolled up. I've got muscles you've never even dreamed of. I could squeeze you until you popped like warm champagne and you'd beg me to hurt you just a little bit more. And you know what I do, why I don't? Because it's wrong. And Spike has a visible erection. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're, we're we're not we're not talking Anchorman visible, but <laughs> I watched that the other day. Actually, <laughs> I mean, he is like. Have you ever seen a guy a look on a guy's face that you just know that he has a boner? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm like, um, can I help you out with that, sir? <laughs> um, it is. Oof. Yeah. Um, damn. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hot. Like, but the but the dangerous kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like Spike. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and Spike basically storms out. <laughs> he pushes past a guy. He pushes a guy out of the way, and of course, <laughs> that gives him the headache, which is <laughs> nice. Nice touch. Nice touch. Um, and and I love that. Because it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, uh, this is what, we've been riding on a high. And then we cut to goddamn motherfucking piece of shit, goddamn piece of shit fucking Adam. I'm at an all time low, 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 low. Ah, it's just, it really does, like, we cut to him on screen and it really does feel like, the air just got let out of the episode. Well, I mean, because the um, even with the mention of Adam earlier by Giles, it does feel like that as soon as the gang became aware of Faith in the last episode, that Faith has been the sole focus. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, the uh, like Adam's presence, and I'm not saying this just because I don't like Adam. I'm just saying that his presence just feels out of place in this episode. It feels really out of place. And it... It I mean, obviously sets off the end in the church, but, like, honestly, cut everything out with Adam, and I, I would have been totally fine if there were just random vampires in the church at the end. Like, uh, it, it seems like they were trying to pull off what they did in season two, where even if the episode didn't focus on Angelus, Angelus still, like, would make an appearance. Yeah. But the problem is, is that Angelus is a great villain and Adam is... A wet fart. Really just the most unoriginal attempt at making an original version of Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Um, but basically, he meets some vampires, he beheads one. Uh, they're like, oh, we'll do anything you say. And he's like, I'm thinking about vampires. Let's move on. Um, like it's <laughs> he basically wants to know what they fear and yeah. he wants them to face what they fear what could that be we'll find out who cares <laughs> <laughs> um buffy awakens in the armored car with the council um 
she she tries to convince them like I'm Buffy, um, leave me alone, um, <laughs> and they're just like whatever. And literally, the one guy is just like he's like I don't even care if you're telling the truth, like you're a package. I don't care what's inside. My job is to deliver the package. Um, ooh, that made me think real quick. Sorry. Um, one detail that was really nice that I liked in the scene where Faith is with the Scoobies at Giles's apartment. Um, she calls Joyce by her name. Yeah. She says, didn't Joyce tell you? Not, didn't mom tell you? Mm -hmm. Because have we ever, ever heard Buffy refer to her mother by nope. her first name? Never. I don't think so. Um, so it's just a nice little detail there that's um, weird, but like if you aren't thinking about body swaps, you might not, you might be like, well, that's weird that Buffy just called her mom by her first name, but... Um, uh, anyway, the watchers don't give a shit. Um, and then we go back to the bronze. Willow and Tara show up. They see Buffy. Um, and so Willow has finally built up the courage that now she wants to introduce. Well, actually, it's kind of an accident. Yeah. She, she, she notices Buffy that she notices Faith there. That's actually, no, that's actually interesting. She specifically brings Willow, or she, Willow specifically brings Tara to the bronze on a night where she thinks that none of her friends will be there because she already, she knows that Xander and Anya are having sex with your candles. Yep. And Buffy said, Faith said that she was going to go patrol. So she actually, yeah, she specifically brings her on this night where she knows, or where she thinks that her friends won't be there. Um... Oh, yeah. It's yeah. interesting. I had not really thought of that. Um, but when it happens, she does, yeah, she introduces them. Um, and then Willow walks away. I do love that um, That uh, she's like, Willow. And she's like, <laughs> Buffy, this is Tara. I was like, oh, so we've never met before. <laughs> that very nice. Yeah, I could just see like... Faith be like, ah, lucked out on that one. <laughs> uh, it's really nice. Um, but yeah, she she introduces them. Willow goes to get some drinks. And that's when Tara, who immediately is like, picks up on gay. Um, and it really is. I mean, this is the episode where the show actually like gets explicit about what this relationship is. They still haven't named it yet, but like... But yeah, um... Faith ends up saying, uh, so Willow's not driving the stick anymore. Damn. Yeah. And, uh... Um, <laughs> My husband had a very visceral reaction to that line. <laughs> and then she, uh, after, um, after saying, like, uh, oh, you guys have spent so much time together, she then brings up Oz, mm -hmm. because... Because Faith is just a life ruiner. <laughs> she ruins people's lives. Wrecker of my joy. <laughs> um, and I think this is another great misdirect. Because I'm not saying that this doesn't happen. This does happen. But uh, when you see that um, that Tara's kind of looks visibly upset. Mm -hmm. um, she says that she's not feeling great to Willow. And so Willow's like, okay, then I guess we'll go. And you are led to believe that, oh, is this going to, like, just completely um, change whatever opinion she had before of Buffy? Is she going to, like, hold resentment towards Buffy? Is she going to uh, never, ever want to meet 
her uh, never ever want to meet the rest of the Scoobies. But that's not what happens. Yeah. Because Tara is one smart cookie. So it's very interesting. We've talked a lot this season about Spike being really perceptive of the Scoobies problems that they're not even aware of or acknowledging. And in this episode, it is two outsiders of the group, Tara and Faith, who are immediately pick up on things that the other, the, the core members of the group aren't noticing. I'll just leave that there. Yeah. Like, um, so, um, yeah, she says all this. Willow comes back and she's like, that guy over there. And, like, he's a vampire. And Faith's like, yeah, it's super obvious. Because <laughs> uh, he's leaving with a, with a young woman. And then Faith's like, oh, <laughs> I should go slay him. <laughs> and, um, and this is a great scene. And a very important scene. But Faith does slay the vampire. And she's kind of dismissive to this woman at first. But the woman's like, you saved me. Like, thank you. And it... Like, because, it, touch, yeah. it doesn't touch her, but it, it is... It affects her. Because you have to remember, um, from season three, when Buffy and Faith first started working together, um, it really did seem like Faith was just in it for... The kill. The kill and the, the bang afterwards. <laughs> um, and and the food. I think she said like it makes you hungry and horny. horny. Yep. Uh, I can relate. <laughs> when, I, when I've had a busy night of slaying, I am hungry and horny. Sushi and sex, baby. <laughs> but, uh, Did you say sushi specifically because John's... <laughs> picking up sushi for us right now yeah and i also uh, remembered that uh episode of unbreakable kimmy schmidt where um uh oh yeah amy sedaris had like sushi. was wearing nothing but sushi nice. oh goodness of course then it turns out that she's allergic to fish and it's it's gross i love um, amy sedaris so much yeah she's good moving on from that yeah she's she's not used to people being grateful yeah and also she's not used to not even that. She's also not used to, like, killing demons to save people. Yeah. Like, she just does it for the kill, but now she sees the, like, oh, this is what, this is what Buffy, this is, this is why Buffy does this. Yeah. Um, or she starts to see it. It's not instantaneous. Not yet. Uh, back to the council and Buffy. Buffy, uh, manages to, uh, kind of, uh, grab one of these guys and threatens to kill him and the other two are like all right do it like you know we put all of our affairs in order before we before we go on these missions so we're not gonna let you out just because you're threatening to kill that guy uh of course buffy doesn't they called they called her bluff or in this case her buff ah and guys, it's been really fun being on Booze and Buffy. <laughs> I think Harrison's ready to start looking for a new co-host. Ah, <laughs> uh, drink, fire truck. It's fun living near the fire station. Um. So yeah, back at the Browns, this is when Tara, um, uh, Willow and Tara leave. Tara saying she doesn't feel well. Um, 
they go back to Tara's dorm and Willow's like oh, I'm sorry you don't feel well like I hope you get to meet Buffy again and actually like I think you'll like her that's when Tara says that's not your friend and Willow's like maybe I uh, underestimated you liking her overestimated, overestimated. <laughs> um, but yeah no Tara's like no she's like people have certain energies certain auras and there was something wrong with hers. Uh, like something forced its way in where it didn't belong. And then she also says, and she was kind of mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Willow's like, so do you think she's possessed? Um, and Willow basically, Tara's like, I don't know. But I do know this spell we can do that can help us figure this out. This spell. And this spell, she's like, the spell is intense. Uh, it's, because they're, because it's going to be Willow, um, accessing, like, the astral plane, basically. And she needs someone to be her anchor to keep her in this realm. And Tara's going to be her anchor. And then they have sex. Without actually having sex. They are sweaty. They are breathing intensely. Um... And then when the spell takes effect, Willow falls back and, like, orgasm spasms. Like, it is not subtle. <laughs> like, um, this is very gay. And I love Speaking it. Speaking of uh, sex, um, yeah. to, to the uh, unfortunate sex in this episode, mm-hmm. um, the... Uh, Willow gives Faith the idea to go see Riley. Yep. And it's a difficult scene because what Faith does is, I mean, what what Faith does is not okay, period. Yeah. Like anything in these last two episodes. But I mean, this is a sexual assault, what, mm-hmm. what she does. It is, um, it is rape. There is a term for it that's like rape by, like, not misinformation, but it's misrepresentation maybe is okay what it like there is a term for it when you are i mean obviously in real life we don't have body swaps but um you like pretending to be somebody else yeah um like yeah misrepresenting your identity in order to have sex with someone um and i don't love that the episode is a little blamey towards riley at the end um i'm not gonna sit here and defend Riley a lot but that's a little icky um it's and it's just I I just don't think anyone was thinking about that yeah like it's not that I think that they were purposely doing something gross but didn't quite think through all of the implications and also we who wrote this episode I think I think um (laughs) I, I think it was made just for the drama. Yes. And uh, because obviously um, when at the end of the episode when Buffy realizes that um, that Riley had sex with Faith even though he thought it was Buffy um, that it's obviously going to strain their relationship. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of going to be like a thing for well, for a while. Yeah. It's, and uh, um, so yeah, I think it was written for the drama of it, and the implications were not, not all implications were considered. I agree. I also think it 
it is important for what Faith goes through because she experiences um, tenderness and love from Riley. And I do think that's important. I, I maybe wish they hadn't gone with sex. Um, and then, so, but yeah, that's what happens. Because um, Faith is like intense about it. She's like, what do you want to do to this body? Which is a very interesting choice of words. Um, she's very, very Ru- sexual in a way Riley, that he is not a lot. Riley does seem a bit suspicious at first. He's uncomfortable with the way she's acting. Yeah. Because it, it's not like her. Yeah. And I mean, unless, like, my significant other cleared it beforehand that we were going to be doing some role-playing or <laughs> stuff like that, then I, I'd be a little distressed, too, if I had, like, you know, a fairly, um, pr- a fairly normal attitude towards uh, sex mm-hmm. uh, with my partner. And then, like, one day they just, like, came in and were just like... Oh, hey, lover boy. And like, uh, yeah, like super aggressive. Like that, mm-hmm. that, I think that should cause anybody to worry. Yeah. Unless, you know, you're into that. And, um, yeah. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. No, this is not us kink shaming. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. are saying that this is out of character for Buffy. Mm-hmm. And so Riley is rightly concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and a- a- after they, um, Faith freaks out. Well, uh, Riley does end up saying that he loves her. Oh, yes. And um, I believe that is the first time. I was going to say, I can't remember. Yeah, this is, this is like the first time that he has said, I love you to Buffy. Unfortunately, he's not saying it to Buffy. Yikes. Um, yeah, Faith, Faith freaks out. Um, and in her freak out, she says to Riley, another really interesting thing. What do you want from her? I don't know quite what that means. I, I I mean I think it's showing that she can't she can't even comprehend. So she, doesn't I understand, do she doesn't understand what a loving relationship is. Yeah. And so to, from her perspective, he's using her for some reason. Which is uh interest an interesting like she's defending Buffy in a in a way. Well, I mean it it um it is very much said that uh like Faith does say to Tara, you never know um somebody until you get under their skin, and uh, obviously she has spent a lot of time now under Buffy's skin, quite literally, quite literally, <laughs> and uh, she is um so she's beginning to empathize with her. Empathize, it's empathize with Buffy, but I think maybe also finally maybe the first time in her life, empathize with herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but Buffy is a convenient vessel for Faith's hatred. A delivery system. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's clear a lot of Faith's issues are with herself, mm-hmm. as we'll get to yep. in the church. Um, she leaves uh, and runs into Forrest, who confronts her. Um... And he calls her killer. And she really, really hates that. Well, because, I mean, people saw her as, like, a murderer because she Mm -hmm. murdered poor old Mr. Finch. We haven't forgotten about you. We haven't. Um, 
It's also just... We know how much you love Kathy. <laughs> it's very, very... Uh, it's... No, he likes Marmaduke. No, no. Um, Mr. Trick liked Marmaduke because nobody told him what to do. Oh, you're right. You're right. But the mayor didn't like Marmaduke. The mayor liked the family the circus. Yes, um, yes, of course. And uh, and <laughs> then right. that's when Finch I chimed like in like, I like Kathy because of course he does. You're right. All right. You're right. I... I, I... <laughs> I miss I misremembered which comics are villains of season three like. Um, God, you call yourself a Buffy fan? I quit. Get out! <laughs> I'll leave. I'm I'm leaving the city. Call huh? me Angel. I'm leaving. All right, guys. So uh, welcome to uh, Voyages with the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> um, I also like the the killer thing though because it, it does tie back to Fate's. I'm gonna kill you in her impersonation of Buffy earlier. Um, oh, the sex scene with Riley and like the leading up to it also utilized a lot of that really frantic editing. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's just a really good way of um, getting us in Faith's head. Yep. Which is chaotic and unpredictable. Um, to say the least. The, the council members basically are just like, there's no way we're actually going to be able to smuggle this, this woman out of the country. So we're going to kill her instead. Luckily, Buffy is prepared. And she manages to get the gun, beat the shit out of them, shoot her way out, uh, shoot the locks. She doesn't shoot any people because that's not Buffy's style. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, Despite the fact that Faith did mimic uh, a gun at the beginning of the episode. She did, which is uh, yet another example of the way that Faith does not understand mm-hmm. Buffy. Um, she thinks she does. Um, yeah, she, she steals her armored truck. We get a, a really great reference, uh, reminder that Buffy's a terrible driver. Yeah, when, uh, <laughs> I, I did love when, uh, she says, okay, you're good at this. And Harrison immediately said, no, you're not. <laughs> and, well, and she proves me right by immediately going, ooh, drive. <laughs> In all fairness, she doesn't look like she's driven a big armored truck before. True. And I'm sure that is difficult, but... It's not the only reason she's... <laughs> Maybe she doesn't know how to drive stick. Literally. <laughs> um, Buffy shows up at Giles' apartment uh, while Faith has gone to the airport. Mm-hmm. And um, Faith is, or Giles is understandably terrified when Faith walks in from his perspective. And she's like, no. He's like, I know exactly what you're going to say. And she goes... I'm Buffy. We switched bodies. He goes, okay, well, maybe I didn't know. What you were <laughs> but they have this great bit where she's like, um, he's like, she's like, ask me anything. And he's like, who's president? And she's like, we're checking for Buffy, not a concussion. Um, and she brings up the, uh, uh, a new, the events of a new man. And he was turned into a demon. And he's like, okay, who turned me into a demon? Ethan Rain. Ethan Rain, your boyfriend. <laughs> and she's basically, she's like, you know, you have a, she's lists off all this stuff. You have a girlfriend named Olivia. Um, uh, you haven't had a job since we blew up the school. And she's like, which is valid, lifestyle wise. You're not a slacker. Um, and I, I appreciated that. As someone who's been unemployed during the pandemic, uh, I was like, thank you, Buffy. That was very affirming. Um, and then she's like, oh, when I had psychic powers, referencing earshot. 
I heard my mom said you were like a stevedore during sex. Should I referencing band candy? Referencing band candy. <laughs> band candy. Uh, lo- a lot of great callbacks because um, there's also a, a callback to the pack when they're just Willow and Tara are discussing Buffy being possessed, and Willow's like, "Is it hyenas? <laughs> Was it hyenas? Because that is not pleasant." <laughs> um, and uh, Giles is like, "Okay, I believe you." And then Eliza Dushku's delivery of the line. What's a stevedore? <laughs> is lovely. Um, and listeners who may not know, um, a stevedore is a dock worker. The only reason that I know that is because of The Wire season two. Ah, I I couldn't remember. I I either looked it up at some point or when I watched this episode for the first time with not for the first time, but the first time I watched it with my husband, uh, he told me because John is nothing if not full of interesting. <laughs> If useless knowledge. But no, like, I, I'm pretty sure they use that, like, first episode of season two of The Wire, which focuses on the, the docks. Of- and uh, and I'm like, the fuck's a stevedore? And then, <laughs> and then I, like, just looked up, I'm like, oh, dock worker. That makes sense. Why didn't they just say that? For years, I thought a stevedore was, like, some sort of machine mm. because of this episode. I was like, oh, like, he's a machine during sex. Um, but just a love machine. <laughs> And I don't put for nobody but you. I'm proud of Giles. Uh, I mean, I think we all knew. I mean, <laughs> his his sexual exploits or sexploits seem to be legendary. Look at the women he's gotten with. I mean, Jenny Calendar, hot. Joy Summers, hot. I literally, at the beginning of this episode, I was like, damn, Joyce is hot. And Jason was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Not like, what the fuck is wrong with you, but like, no, I, I believe what I said was, yes, she's very much a Laura Dern type. But, yeah, yep, and that is my type. Um, and uh, uh, Olivia, most recent uh, paramour. Hot. Hot. <laughs> like, Giles. Hot. <laughs> um, so, he, he, he believes her. He, he, um, and uh, Willow and Tara come in. And Buffy's like, okay, listen, you're not going to believe it. And Willow's like, oh no, you and Faith switched bodies, probably using this specific spell, the Draconian Katra, which is correct. Um, yeah, we figured it out with the help of my friend Tara. By the way, this is Tara. Like, So she now gets to actually meet Buffy and Giles. Yeah. And Willow's like, she's a really powerful witch. And Tara's like, no, my. And Willow's like, yes, you are. So cute. Yep. Um, and yeah, they managed to conjure Stand up... Stand by your woman. <laughs> they managed to conjure up, like, their own version of the spell to uh, to switch them back. Which looks very much like a Green Lantern ring. <laughs> and then uh, they get a call from uh, Giles. Or they get a... Giles gets a call from Xander, Xander to turn on the news. Um, and that's when we see that they're these vampires that Adam, like, recruited earlier cares <laughs> um gross you got that all over me <laughs> uh, for listeners because this is not a visual medium i did a jerk off motion uh while bitching about adam um also it's, just, it's always really fun to bitch about adam because my brother's name is adam gets <laughs> <laughs> get some hidden resentment in there <laughs> oh he texted me today and he literally his text just said and i'm sorry about this in advance for everyone i lost the game Oh, went, you little Jesus fucker. Christ. I didn't know people were still doing that. <sighs> um, but yes, these vampires have invaded this church. They've taken everyone hostage. Someone has died already. 
Um, so the gang makes their way in the armored truck, as we find out later. Uh, but Faith has also seen this at the airport, this news report. And she also goes to the church. <laughs> so we get to the church. Riley is there uh, talking to the police. And he's like, "Like, listen, I'm handling this now. And he's wearing a suit. To which Jason went while we were watching it. Why the fuck is Riley wearing a suit? And I was like, we're going to get our answer in a minute. Um, but, uh, but Faith shows up. Faith shows up and says, like, how did you get here so quickly? And he's like, oh, I didn't. I was just late for church. <laughs> Very funny. Also. What a fucking bland piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I apologize in advance uh, to people who take that as me taking a shot at people that go to church. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, she goes uh, She goes inside the church. It's just that Riley's basically like a tall drink of white milk. <laughs> no, because I don't mind a glass of milk. He's, he's like... Sour milk. Wonder bread. I, which I actually think is how someone describes him later in the series, actually, now that I'm thinking. I was like, I don't think I came up with that myself. Um, yeah, Faith goes inside, and she confronts the vampires, and she says, you're not going to hurt these people. And he says, why? And she says, because it's wrong. And there's been, like, a clear... Yeah evolution of how she views that phrase yeah like she means it Mm -hmm. you know first it was mocking the second time it was also mocking but yeah this third one um and yeah she starts to fight the vampires Um, outside buffy giles tara and willow show up and the cops are like no no you can't go in twitch giles makes a big scene so that buffy can like Get get in without the police noticing. Our wives and itty bitty babies. Tiny, no, it's tiny, tiny babies. babies. <laughs> and he's like throwing his arms about. Props to you, Giles. Props to you, Anthony Head, for this hilarious moment. And Willow and Tara just like wash in like shock and awe. Um, but yeah, that last. Um, oh, uh, Buffy sees Riley. Riley, of course, doesn't recognize her. <laughs> And uh, she, of course, is talking to Riley, like, um, like you know, she's just Buffy. And uh, Riley's just like, who are you? Yeah, and she's like, whatever. Um, and she goes in, and there's this great bit where, because Faith has killed all the vampires but one, and this last vampire kind of has her pinned. And then, well, Riley killed one of them, too. Uh, who cares? Um, and then the vampire turns to dust. And Faith looks in terror as she's confronted face-to-face with Buffy. Mm -hmm. And they fight. And unlike most Buffy-Faith fights, which are usually big, big set pieces, uh, like last week, this one's short. It's not very flashy, um, but it is pretty brutal because Faith gets Buffy pinned and I, I'm guessing part of this was maybe on purpose for Buffy, like Buffy 
got herself into this position to do the spell. But I also wondered if maybe there was a bit of a, just physically, Buffy is stronger than Faith, mm-hmm. which makes sense Also, she's um, the Slayer longer. Also, like, uh, while, while you think that uh, Buffy and Faith's body is uh, motivated by anger, um, I think there's, there's obviously much, much more anger on display by yeah. Faith and Buffy's body, because Faith is looking at her face... And her own face, and she hates it because she's heard basically what everyone has said and what everybody thinks of her um, throughout this episode, throughout this experience, and she doesn't like what she sees anymore. Yeah, and and she said she punches her own face Mm -hmm. very violently over and over and uh, says um, all these things. I'm going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. But the last one is murderous bitch mm-hmm. which does not apply to Buffy does not apply to Buffy um, and it's yeah it's Faith is finally confronting her own self-hatred and this is when uh, Bu- uh, Buffy is able to pull out the Green Lantern powering <laughs> and uh, they are able to touch hands and switch back and uh, Faith now in her own body kind of cut, like looks and sees Buffy's face and is once again looking at it in horror yep. and she just races out of there yeah. and Buffy I think I think it just comes down to shock that Buffy's just kind of like okay yeah. I, <laughs> whoa <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh, uh, that's gotta take it out of you literally <laughs> you know I was actually kind of thinking um because as we said before like um Buffy's uh, face body is flat on its back. Buffy's body is like upright. So just kind of imagine like one second being upright and the next second like oh yeah being on your back. Very disorienting. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I just even if you're prepared for it. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought of that. I'm like, whoa! I don't know if I, I don't know what that would be like. It, well, so I used to when I was a teen, I had, and I think I think. I've told you, I think you've maybe seen this happen with me where, um, I had issues with really, really low blood pressure. Um, it was called, um, vasometer instability, um, where it's something I've grown out of, but when, if, if I would go from a resting position to a, um, to an active position really quickly, my heart sometimes wouldn't, um, wouldn't catch up right away so i'd be sitting and then i'd stand up really quickly and like start doing something really active and it would take a minute for my heart to go oh i need to pump blood Mm -hmm. i need to pump more blood um and yeah this would be i would get really dizzy i would have um i would like my vision would start to go um and (laughs) because my whole life i'd heard people be like Oh, I stood up too fast and got kind of dizzy for a second. I never said anything about it because I was like, oh, this is just a thing that happens to Yeah, people. like just a head rush. Yeah. Um, until one time I passed out in the middle of my, uh, in the middle of my kitchen, my, my, my kitchen at my parents' house um, and like had to go to the hospital and all this. And they were like, why didn't you ever say anything about this? And I was like, oh, I just thought it happened to everyone. And they were like, it happens to everyone Every once in a while, not every time you stand up. 
Um, but, you were a dumb kid. Right? But that disorientation, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it was, it was really disorienting. And that, that particular instance, when I passed out, it was a, it literally was, I was standing one minute and then from my perspective, the next second I was lying on the ground and had no idea how I got there. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it was fucking terrifying because <laughs> I was like, why am I on the ground? I was not on the ground a second ago. Oh my God, my head hurts so bad. Why is my mom screaming? <laughs> um, and my stepdad's like, I think he tripped over the dog. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I tripped over the dog. <laughs> Cause that's, um, but yeah, it's that. Yeah. I've not had that happen to me in several years. I've, uh, I've grown out of that and now I have super high blood pressure. So great. Because of, I think my family's tendency towards high blood pressure finally overcame that weird thing I had. Um, any hoozle. Uh, but yeah, Faith gets away. Um, and yeah, and then we have this scene that I, between Buffy and Riley. Um, we've already talked about it. I don't, I don't love the way it's done. I, yeah. I, I, I think a little more sympathy needed to be thrown Riley's way, which is like the last time you'll ever hear me fucking say that. But um, in this case, it feels kind of victim blamey to me. Like, I didn't know. He, it's not his fault. It's mm-hmm. Faith's fault. Faith yeah. is the one who did it. Um, but yeah, then we get this... Uh, this shot, we, we, we have a close-up on Buffy... And it fades to a close-up on Faith. And for just the briefest moment, they're both on, like, uh, sharing the frame before Buffy fades out and Faith fades fully in. And Faith's in, like, a the back of, like, a truck or something. Yeah. Um, leaving Sunnydale, presumably. Who knows where she might turn up next. And that's the end of the episode. And Faith looks very distressed about everything she just experienced. Do I... Good. Understandable. I hope, I hope you are reflecting on things. <laughs> and that's the end of Who Are You? And goddamn. Who are you? Who, 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 who? <laughs> oh, tell me who are you? It's such a good episode. It really is. It, the, the amount of... It, Faith is such a good character. And to actually spend so much time with Faith, probably the most time we've spent with Faith ever, um, ironically, because we spend very little time with Eliza Dushkin. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get in her head, yeah, to really, really get in her head, and to watch how she experiences Buffy's life. And great. you have to think that um, we don't really get this perspective really from a, any of the characters. This is kind of a unique a very unique situation yeah it's it's a unique storytelling method um obviously like the freaky friday um that's been done before but uh to use it in this sense um we get closer to a character than i feel like we've ever gotten before i also think it's actually i think it's smart to use this premise to do this because obviously you get the you know walk in their shoes but i think this premise also immediately put like kind of manipulates the audience into being on Faith's side from the get-go because we're seeing Buffy mm-hmm. and we you know we we have it it is how our 
primitive monkey brains work. Like, we struggled throughout this episode to say the proper names because mm-hmm. we were we are looking at Buffy. And so we are primed to sympathize with Buffy, but it's faith. Um, I think that helps, helps us um, really sympathize with her. Um, and we get to hear other people sympathize. Mostly it's Joyce, really. Yeah. Um, who who act, actively is the one who says, she's had a really horrible life. I feel bad for her and I hope she gets help. And I think that's really important that after the body switch, that's the first thing that Faith's, Faith hears is from a mother figure because the only thing we know about Faith's mother is that she's dead and was an alcoholic um and uh, i think that yeah that's all we that's all we heard about her in a quip in one episode um so yeah faith experiences a mother's love in this episode she experiences friendship friendship um she experiences Romantic love. Romantic love. She gets to experience being a hero for the sake of being a hero, for doing the right thing, not just for bloodlust. It's really, it's very powerful. Um, so, and it's such a, so it's such a great episode for Faith, but it's also a really great episode for Willow and Tara too, because mm-hmm. their story moves ahead in a really significant fashion. Um, and Xander, Anya, and Giles are also in this episode. Yep. And Spike. <laughs> they, honestly, actually, yeah, Xander and Anya are literally in that one scene at Giles' apartment or not in the rest of the episode. And Spike is only in the, the bronze scene. Yep. And Adam's also in the bronze <laughs> Yeah, that's, um... But overall, a fantastic episode. Really great two-parter. Yeah. Um... Especially because it really looked like the uh, main story of the season was starting to stale really quickly. So um, it's nice to have this breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, this is, this episode, my only mark against it are those two scenes with Adam. Yeah. Which literally, we didn't even talk about the second scene because I don't really even remember what it was. It was, um, so... 4.5 4.5 uh, Green Lantern rings out of 5 for me. And that and this would be a 5 star episode I think for me. A 5 Green Lantern ring episode for me if it weren't for those Adam scenes. I'm going to give a 4 out of 5 um, 4 out of 5 broken pull cues. Oh yeah. Uh, because the um, there is the Adam scene which is obviously like a very small mark against it but uh the problematic nature mm. of the uh, Riley and Spare Faith sex scene and the fact that, like I said, it feels like it was done just to create some drama. And uh, I probably didn't notice that when I was uh, when I was um, first watching this in my early 20s because I'm like, oh my God, drama! Yep. Sweet! I definitely didn't. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's different now. Yeah. Um, I know that when I first watched this, when I was 18... I was definitely like, yeah, Buffy, you should be pissed. And yeah, I'm 28 now, and I'm like, no, actually, I mean, yes, she should be pissed, but not at Riley. Yeah. So, four out of five for me. Fair. That's all good. 
Oh, gosh. I've loved talking about these two episodes because they're so good. They are. All right. Will you take us out, Jason? I will. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Angel Season 1, Episode 15, The Prodigal. Mm -hmm. So remember weeks ago when we did Somnambulist Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I thought this was a different uh, Kate Lockley heavy episode with lots of flashbacks. This is the one I was thinking of when we did Somnambulist. Yep. Um... I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C O F F M A N. Jason just did a little dance to the rhythm of me spelling my name, which is because I spell it that way every time. <laughs> um, I also have a blog where I write about a different horror film every week. Uh, Horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com. This week I'm actually writing about a novel. One that's right behind Jason. Um, it is Stephen King's Salem's Lot. Which is short for Jerusalem's Lot. It is. Um, it is my favorite Stephen King novel. Um, and it's also very on brand for us. Because it's about vampires in a small vampires. town. Um, I, lo- I, uh, I was reading it before you... Like, when you got here, I was reading it. And I'm just like, I love this book so much. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yamij 357 and on Twitter at just plain old Yami J. And uh, make sure you check out my food blog before the uh, end of the month comes around. Because all this month I've been exploring the delicious foods of Maryland. So just make sure you check out that special feature, the Merry Month of Old Bay. I was like, where's this going? It's going somewhere, damn it! <laughs> um, the... Uh... <laughs> In all, in all fairness, I was halfway through this sentence, and I'm like, where's this going? Where's this going? <laughs> Maryland. Maryland. Old Bay. Merry month of Old Bay. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. The and is spelled out on all of those instances, A-N-D. Give us a follow. Uh, shoot us a tweet. Um, email us. Um, do all those things. And don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week we're highlighting Mental Health America because Faith Lane could, could use with some help. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, I feel like we all could at this point. We all could. Um, also, just generally, I think in the Buffyverse, um, Listen, we wouldn't have nearly as many stories if these people went to therapy. (laughs) Um, Founded in 1909 by Clifford W. Beers, Mental Health America is the nation's leading community-based nonprofit dedicated to addressing the needs of those living with mental illness and promoting overall mental health of all. Visit www.mhanational.org for more information. And as always, I am, you know... What? Yours. Oh. Go slay. And be gay. (laughs)